Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Buongiorno and Bordnogino, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, uh, I think that's hello in Italian. Um, uh, I'm from. I'm not Italian, but with me I have the Italian uh, version of Luke Luciano. <laughs> Luc- Luciano, I think it is, right? Luciano. <laughs> That's me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Luciano and Mario. And uh, did you ever play Mario Brothers? When you like Super Mario Brothers? When you were sure, yeah, kid? of course. I mean, yeah. I never had a regular Nintendo. I went Game Boy straight to the Super Nintendo. Actually, okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what was my first. Uh, game console. I think it's probably uh, the Sony one that was before PlayStation. Do you remember? Uh, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that I wasn't think... Sony. That was Sega. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yes. Was Dreamcast before PlayStation 1? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it is. I'd have to look I that don't... up. I I wouldn't bet on it. Right, me neither. <laughs> um, I have a feeling it's but not. Yeah. I had a hand-me-down Atari Twenty Six Hundred that my that was like a hand-me-down for my brother before I got a Game Boy, but it wasn't like it was a hand-me-down game right. console. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like that was the first like pure game thing I ever had was uh, Sega Dreamcast. I think the first computer I ever had was an Amiga. Oh, uh, that, that makes sense, I guess. I don't remember the yeah. first computer I had. It was some random PC. I don't even know what it was. Maybe I, a... IBM, probably. <laughs> no, I think it was a PC, like a... I think it might have been a gateway. Like, with the... Ooh, gateway! With, like, the Ooh. cow box. It had, like, a box yeah. that looked like cow print on it. I remember the first time I saw those colored IMAX. Do you remember those? With, with different, sure. like... yeah. Stupid colors like pink, green, and everything. They were so freaking ugly. And I, I, I can. Especially I can, when you look back at it. I think then yeah. it was the time period, like, it kind of wasn't yeah. as ugly, but now you look back, it's like that is the most hideous thing ever. <laughs> like, imagine going from that to iMac. <laughs> like, now nowadays. Right, that's like, true. Completely different. Can you just and imagine at that t- t- in that time period going into like a very professional office building and everybody's got these like goofy, colorful, Oddly. yeah, yeah, uh, blue and green and, and orange green. and yeah, just, yeah, yeah, and the worst colors possible, yeah. And this, and the strange were that they were so clearly like nyan colored as well. It was like there was not like it's not or it's not like. We're trying to hide. We're, we're we're having a Mac. No, it's saying like I'm a Mac and I'm fucking proud of it. <laughs> like it's screaming it out. 
Well, yeah. people are the same way about their iPhones now, though, right? They want to, like, show off so, yeah. the back of the iPhone. They want to, like... Like, when you get a case for an iPhone, it has a circle that's cut out of it just for the, the logo. You know what I yeah. mean? So you can show off the yeah. logo. I mean, as uh, someone that has an Android phone, I really, really don't care. I just don't <laughs> care. I've never really cared about brands my whole life. I know a lot of people who are like, I want to have... I, at whatever time period it was, they want to have the shirt that's like from that specific brand, and it's got to have the brand name right on the front of the shirt. I'm like, just get me a white T-shirt. I, it doesn't matter. It's a <laughs> fucking T-shirt. What do you think of like Supreme stuff? Would, would right, that's all the same. It's the it's all just the brand name, right? It's just a white T-shirt with Supreme on it, and it's what two hundred dollars or something. It's not even like probably. I mean, probably a decent quality T-shirt, but not anything amazing. Uh, and, and to me, all it is is you're just a, a billboard for a brand that you pay. You paid to be a billboard is what happened. They didn't pay you to advertise their stuff. You paid them to ad- advertise their stuff. <laughs> so it's a good deal what for the you, brand, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think uh, uh, gets a brand over? I mean, if you ask people what's... Oh, it's usually like, it has to do with, like, uh, one famous person like rock something at like an award show or something like that and then every, it catches yeah. on because they one person or a group of people wore it and they're like oh that cool person that everybody sees as cool did it and now everybody's doing it because they're all oh that's what's that's cool now so we're all gonna do it uh dreamcast came out in europe in 1999 after some google mm-hmm and PlayStation came in July 2000, so Dreamcast was actually before oh, PlayStation. Yeah, that's super close. Yeah. No wonder it was hard for us to kind of remember when, when the yeah. time period was, yeah. But yeah, that was my first uh, game, stage, uh, game console at all. I, I remember we having uh, computer classes and things like that. I had a mouse card. Uh, I I took the mouse card when I was like sixteen and things like that. That I can throw in the trash now. Microsoft user specialist. <laughs> very 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 fine to have on your CV. I know Windows ninety eight. <laughs> I, if if I had to go back and use Windows ninety eight though, I'd probably yeah. It would take me a minute. Oh yeah 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 true. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about how fucking old we are. Um, uh, Myanmar cuts wireless internet service. Uh, this is not a surprise. I mean, China did more or less the, the same. So, right, I did, uh, it happened in Egypt uh, yeah. a while ago in China when they had their massive protests uh, yeah. a few years ago. But it seems like when the when the internet goes out in a country, bad things start to happen. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. this is a precursor. I'm assuming something much worse. Uh, but I mean, the whole reason to cut the internet would be to not only destroy communication between protesters, but also keep them from putting stuff out to other people. Um, Myanmar's wireless broadband internet service was shut down Friday by order of the military, as protesters continued to defy the threat of lethal violence uh, to oppose the takeover of the country. Uh, After weeks of overnight cutoffs of the internet access, the military on Friday shut all links apart from those using fiber optic cable, 
which itself uh, is working at dr- drastically reduced speeds. Uh, a Norwegian telecoms company, Fro, one of the biggest carriers in Myanmar, confirmed it had no longer uh, offered wireless service. It was offering fiber optic service at 40 uh, MBS. Uh, yeah, that's not really fast. Well below the uh, speed access, which is a minimum of 100 MBS. Yeah. The government has shut down all but a handful of uh, fully mili- military-controlled media outlets. Some of those banned or whose operations have been suspended have continued to publish on social media or whatever methods they can figure out to. I'm coming with a very Americanized joke here. Why didn't they just sign with AT&T? Then they wouldn't have internet service at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, AT&T for people in Europe are very known for not having the best service. Yeah, no, but uh, this is terrible. I mean, like I said, this is uh, what dictatorship does to different countries, I guess. You shut things down. You, you, you don't want anything to come out or in. I think it is as, as important for the dictatorship to not let any, any, any information getting in almost because it's kind of like holding information back so they the the people that are protesting can't like get in any support and things like that I like I said last week I I'm shocked that nobody is doing anything about this this is just going on and nobody fucking cares well the UN came out uh, and said, no. And said, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yep. Last week we had said the U.S. was urging the U.N. to uh, yep. put something out to to dec- to say that the violence was bad, and that's what they did. They just put out a statement that said, hey, that's bad. <laughs> bad dog. Right, exactly. Don't pee, don't pee on the carpets. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's. we'll see where it goes from there, but... Uh, yeah. Once the internet gets shut off, the bad things start to happen. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Can't we just send Matt Gates down there? Uh, everything will be nice and cool. <laughs> send him over there. Uh, maybe yeah, it might be a good so, idea. He's so, he's so amazing, you know. He's my favorite Republican. Yeah. Uh... He, 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 there's quite a story happening about this guy. I barely, I mean, I guess I knew, I've heard his name multiple times during, like, the election and things, but, like, yeah. he's not, I wouldn't call him, like, a very, a hugely popular politician, but obviously he's becoming much more well-known. Maybe I would call him mid-tier. I mean, I sure. know who it is before this scandal was, so. I mean, I've heard the name, but it's not, like, some, it's not a hugely uh, no name to me, I guess. Like as far as sure, a personal, I watch lots of Fox News though. So right, okay. Uh, he has declared that he would absolutely not resign from his seat as in Congress after a new op-ed uh, published uh, in national news outlets reported he was under investigation for a sexual relationship with a seventeen-year-old and paying for sex with other women. Uh, he also is accused of. It says the U.S. Justice Department is looking into the relationship with the 17-year-old and whether he paid for her travel across state lines for sex, violating sex traffic laws. Right. But not uh, only that, uh, we're going to have an interview with somebody that I would 
say it's a Republican later in the show. And I, I feel a little uh, sad that we didn't push him a little harder on this because it seems like this Gates thing is really, really big because, I mean, I, 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 like I say, there's no smoke without a fire. And here it isn't just one fucking fire. There's like 10,000 fires at once. <laughs> Some of the other accusations have to do with... Uh orgies in hotel drug fueled orgies in hotel rooms um yep. but he is he's not been charged with a crime and has denied the allegations he has also hit back with his own claims that he was being oh he and his family were being extorted out of 25 million dollars the alleged extortion came march 16th eight months after department of justice report reportedly began this investigation he claims that David McGee, a former prosecutor, DOJ prosecutor, uh, Gates claimed the group said they needed the money to free a former FBI agent from Iran. Yeah. So this this is just getting weirder and weirder. Now he's saying there's some kind of extortion, and then just today we're hearing, uh, according to reports, he sought a pardon from Trump before uh, Trump left office. Um, Not only a pardon, but just the open pardon, not for any specific reason, just like, oh, you know, if I did happen to do something illegal... Bad in the future. (laughs) Right. If if maybe I did something that I'm not going to say what it was, maybe it possibly happened, and I may possibly be under investigation. Maybe you could possibly give me a pardon for that. Maybe. I would ask for a pardon, just in case. Just for whatever reason? Just Who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to come up in my past? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I find out that I really want to kill somebody some years ago, uh, in some years, it would be nice to have a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe, but it seems like the timing-wise, because of when the investigation started and when he asked for this pardon, maybe Mm. he knew about it, but uh, there's no actual indication that he knew that the investigation was going on, I guess, so we don't have proof of that. Hey, do you wonder what Hunter Biden has done since we spoke about him six months ago? Or whenever, yeah, sure. Uh, he has written a book called Beautiful Things and Memoir. It's out now. Great. That won't read it for Just what everybody time. wants to see and read. Yeah. <laughs> it's a book by Hunter Biden. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hunter Biden uh, says that uh, you remember that laptop that definitely was uh, his with all those things that was on it that we don't know really what was on it. Well, that laptop was absolutely maybe long. <laughs> how how can you combine a word absolutely with maybe? <laughs> it ab- it said it absolutely could be Hunter Biden's. Yeah, absolutely could be. Yeah, that isn't uh, at all con- uh, two different words. Yeah, it definitely maybe is. <laughs> He says on S- CBS Sunday morning, I really don't know what the answer to the question... Th- Sorry, I really don't know what the answer is, that the truthful answer, I have no idea. 
or that's the truthful answer. I have no idea. Certainly, there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. Ow. It could be that it was hacked. It could be that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from ah. me. Aha! Ba, ba, ba. It's the Russians. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be the Russians, or I could have just left my laptop at at a at a place. One or the other. Because because I was totally admitted uh, lay high on drugs the whole fucking time. Right. And I think that's mostly and what his book is about is uh right. his p- problem with drugs. Which I mean. Right. You know him. Sure. Everybody has problems. Sure. Uh, I I don't want to put him down for his his problems with drugs. Sure. Uh, hey, I had a drug problem long long time ago in a galaxy far far away. But I do so. have a problem with him. Kind of. If you're gonna say this, say I don't know. Don't be like. Right. It could be. It couldn't be. It maybe it's the Russians. Like be like. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I was high on drugs. That should be the answer. I haven't seen if that's... the laptop. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I haven't seen the laptop. If I did, <clears throat> I was so high on drugs that I don't really remember how the laptop looked like. It's a, a little, like, yeah, if it... Right, and I have so much money that a laptop can go missing and I won't notice, uh, because I right. worked for a, a Ukrainian oil company, and so I have so much money <laughs> that I don't even... <clears throat> I don't even notice when a whatever, $2,000 laptop goes missing, right? That's a whole other, like... Right. <clears throat> but I bu- say that I don't really remember anything of those two years I was on drugs, so I I have completely... I have I have, I have have some sympathy for the guy, so... Sure, I, I guess I can kind of understand, but I still yeah. feel like the, the... Saying... Instead of just saying, hey, I don't remember... Putting these caveats, it could be, it could not be, and maybe it's the Russians. That, that's. Sure. I don't feel like that's a very genuine way to answer the question. I guess. Uh, I agree. Hunter Biden also says he didn't realize his position on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma would be a liability for his dad. He said to BBC, oh, "That is bullshit." <laughs> I know it's hard to believe with twenty twenty yeah. hindsight how I could possibly have missed that. He said. He saw. Uh, he said that the company saw his name as gold, and that they, and that played a role in his hiring. He said, <laughs> "Why the else would you get the fucking job, Hunter? Right? Ask yourself that." I think that's what what the problem has been this whole time. That everybody had a problem <laughs> with you getting a job just because your dad was <laughs> yeah. the vice president. <clears throat> he yeah. also said his dad's name had opened doors that would wouldn't have been opened up for other people. Uh, he calls this both a privilege and a burden on him. Oh, yeah, poor, poor Biden. Oh, I feel so sorry for him, for, for, for all of the doors that have been opened for him. So sad. So, yeah, uh, I just, I, I, there was a lot of people coming out, especially during the election, it was just like, this laptop is definitely all bullshit, none of this is true, it it's complete garbage. It's the Russians, mm-hmm. and then whatever. Now that we're into the future and Biden's in office, it's kind of like okay. Well, we can just let let you know most of the truth now. <laughs> let it slide a little under the radar. Right. Plus, yeah, he's got a book. He's got a book to sell. So it's kind of like yeah. uh, 
we can get this out and make a little money, that kind of thing. Uh, personally, I am never ever going to bother to read that book. No, no. I, I can't imagine that it... Well, it, it could be maybe interesting, but I'd just rather hear about the highlights. Sure. I, I'm not sure if I even care about that. Maybe, maybe... Oh, I have a new conspiracy theory. Maybe he left a robot to uh, write it for him. Uh, yeah, maybe, or maybe Robot or m robot Orgy. Have you thought about Robot <laughs> Orgy? Maybe it was a Robot Orgy that he had. Um, Sophia, a robot of many talents, uh, she can speak, uh, tell jokes, sing, and make art, uh, which caused a stir in the art world when she, when a digital work she created as part of a collaboration was sold for $688,888, in the form of an NFT, the sale highlighted a growing frenzy in the NFT market where people can buy ownership of digital content. Sophia is the most famous robot creation from Hanson Robotics, which is, has the ability to mimic facial expressions, hold conversations, and recognize uh, people. I have a very, very uh, stupid question for you. Do you think it's uh, just coincidence that this a uh, robot is a lady, and the main person that made it is a man. <laughs> well, it says uh, he she collaborated with Andrea Bonsiccio, uh, an Italian yeah. artist who drew portraits of her. So he drew portraits mm -hmm. of Sophia. Sophia then processed his work through her neural networks and proceeded to create a digital artwork of her own. So she. Well, is that really creating a? Uh, uh, artwork, or is that telling a program inside her to modify something? Well, no, because she's an AI, it. so it, you're not telling her to do it. She's telling herself to do it, which is the difference. Well, you have to learn the AI to have that ability, right? Uh, she well, she's already she already cre she already creates art yeah. before this, so she already knew right. that skill. Right, so right. if she didn't have that skill, she wouldn't uh, all of a sudden all say, hey, I need a brush because I feel the urge to paint something. Oh, right. Well, I don't think she has arms right. either, so that's probably an issue. Um, like, she doesn't, she doesn't have... She's like, ch uh, whatever, shoulders down, nothing exists. So I think everything that she does art-wise right. is probably internal. That's my guess, though. I could be wrong. Uh, in 2017, she was granted Saudi Arabian citizenship, becoming yeah. the world's first robot citizen, which we covered at the time. Yep. So, yeah, uh, the whole NFT thing, kind of getting cr pretty crazy out there. Hey, look, uh, I'm going to give you uh, Would You Rather, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Would you rather be in the car with 15,000 bees or 15,000 uh, spiders? Uh, I guess it depends on what kind of spiders they are. Uh, Non-poisonous. Spiders, then, I guess? You're a great guy. Uh, 15,000 bees, if you got stung... Uh, uh, Do you know what? Do you know what? I would rather, like, die of that than have one spider in my car, so... That's me. But uh, a man found 
15,000 bees in his car after grocery shopping. I've seen the picture of this. That car doesn't look drivable. Uh, it says 10 bee stings per pound of body weight, uh, which means 500 stings can kill a child. An average adult could withstand more than 1,100 stings before dying, I guess. Okay. 15,000 okay. would definitely probably kill you, though. Um, sure. One would kill me, so that's... Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. have that. Yes, because I have kind of allergic... A man in New Mexico had just finished grocery shopping uh, when he got much more than he bargained for when he returned to his car in the store's parking lot. A swarm of 15,000 honeybees had decamped in the back seat. The man, whose name was not released, had left the window down in the back of his car while he made a 10-minute stop at uh, the supermarket in Las Cruces, New Mexico. It wasn't until he started to drive away that he noticed something was amiss. Oh, my God. How the fuck? Did he not see? Or hear. <laughs> 15,000 bees would be so loud. Think about how loud that would be. He had to have had, like, headphones in and listening to music or something, right? He had to be extremely deaf and blind. And <laughs> he shouldn't even think of driving a car. How the fuck do you not, like, see? Oh, they're... Oh, I know what's... There's something wrong with this car. I could my can't put my finger on it. Oh wait, there are fifteen thousand bees inside there. Yeah, I think both you and me that I would say are kind of goofy people would recognize there was fifteen thousand bees inside of our car. It says the the whole uh, colony of bees collectively weighed about three and a half pounds. Uh, <laughs> And may may have come from a gutter system or home in the n nearby neighborhood. Um, it says it's common for beehive to split off and uh, when a new queen is born. So maybe a, the queen bee landed in the back seat of this car and all of them just followed her. Is what it sounds like. Would you rather <laughs> be inside? A car with 15,000 spy spiders or uh, an octopus? Uh, yeah, a, a giant octopus is kind of terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. I still yeah. think... Uh, mm, I don't I mean, mind I've spiders, so... Of, I've, I've seen the picture of the octopus. It looks kind of a very, very, very large spider. That's true, they kind of are. Uh, yeah. A video shows an octopus lashing out at a man on a beach in western Australia. A, a geologist, Lance Carlson, was about to go for a swim near a resort with his family uh, where they were staying when he spotted what he believed was a stingray uh, striking a seagull. Upon further inspection, him and his two-year-old daughter discovered it was an octopus. Okay, so I got the video right there. Let's go to YouTube really quick. Uh, we can watch this? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Alright, give me a countdown when you're ready. In uh, three, two, one, play. Octopus. Octopus. <laughs> he, I guess he's got his two-year-old with him, so he's talking, he's probably, that's why he's just saying things right. like, right. <laughs> Because right. uh, you don't just be like octopus, just like say it with really. octopus. Oh. Whoa! 
gully. Oh! It got really big, like, Holy really fast. Holy Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Eh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. They made it sound like no. it really, like, it just, like, flicked some water at the guy. It didn't really attack him, you know what I mean? I don't trust anything that has more than two legs. Okay. <laughs> that's my motto. I believe it. Yeah. It's almost like it's saying fight or flight. Well, Tron is going to say fight, motherfuckers! This is Tron Macron tells the truth. I always had a low voice, so now I'm going to do something different. I'm going to say with a higher voice. More angry than fucking ever. Well, I love to have sometimes those segments. I told you so. Yes, like, oh, you didn't do this, this was fucking what happened. You sat on your high fucking horse, well, motherfucker, this is what happened. What you see happening in the United States today is because a lot of you were a fucking morons. Well, I'm not going to hold it to the United States this time, but I will come back to that later. The Republican passed election laws now. Yes, a lot of them. They won't the election laws be stricter, more difficult to vote, and etc. etc. Yeah, and you know why? Because a lot of people who are liberal and democratic and leftist, they voted. Yeah, they took the head out of their ass because they had to come along a shit face like Donald fucking Trump to really mess it up this time. Reagan wasn't enough, Bush one was not enough, and Bush Jr was not fucking enough. You needed a Trump to fuck it up. Well, not sit on my high horse, but we know I would be there for many years ago if we had so big shit show. But you didn't vote, you didn't vote, you didn't vote, you didn't vote, because it doesn't matter, you say. Well, it did matter this time. You have Congress, you have the House, and you have the presidency. Not perfect, I know, but you're on the road. But that road can be fucked up. Why? Because you, after election, after election, after election, didn't vote. You didn't vote for local. And you didn't vote for a lot of other things, like sheriffs and judges and so on. So here is where you are. You have to fight for democracy. Because nobody else can fight for you. If with us Europeans say something, we will met like hate campaign, like, nobody comes to tell the US what to do. Because we always know we can never tell the U.S. what to do because that's a job only the U.S. have or everybody else. That's why you're telling the truth and we just, okay, why? Fuck it. Yes, why not? But we don't believe it, but we are like the, well, the whore who always said to the customer, yes, you have the biggest dick in the world. Well, that was the joke. I But this shit show happened over in Hungary. It happened in Britain. It happened in Poland. Dictatorship, fascism, what we fight against from 1940 to 1945. It's still up there. And it's still fucking happening. In no way, somebody want a panel against racism. Because the 2nd of July, 10 years ago, tens of tens of young people were shot by a right-wing fundamentalist. Well, did we learn something? No, we didn't learn a fucking shit. But can we have a panel against racism today? 
No, we can't because some people on the right think that is judging and against free speech and so fucking on. Yeah, that's where we are. The world going more and more to the right, but the facts are still the same. They are wrong, but people are still waiting, voting for them. So, what do we do? I don't know. But you need to vote on every election. And you need to more protests. So, here's my plan. Well, instead of only electing, 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 I think that every black person in the United States should buy weapons. A lot of them. And they should buy uniforms, too. Because people... Black Panther uniforms. Yeah. Really. I'm marching down the streets. In the front, Snoop Dogg with a fucking shotgun and Ice Cube with a tummy gun. Oh, that would scare like the shit out of them. Yeah. I clear this city a black city, an Asian American city, and so on, and see how they react. They will not think it's fun, but I will have a lot of fun watching it from here. But everything now has to do something radical. The time for talking and say, oh, that is good. Stand up. Stand up. No, it's fucking bullshit. You have to fight, and you have to fight fucking every inch you can for freedom. It starts now. No, it didn't start now. It started yesterday, last fucking week. You've been asleep for tens of years. So f get your head out of your fucking ass and fucking fight, motherfuckers. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. You are M-M-M-A-Saying. <laughs> you remember that? M-M-M-A-Saying. It sounds familiar, but I couldn't place the artist, so... It's the theme for... for uh, um, either Bailey or uh, the other one that oh. she was in the back game with. Right, okay. Dr. Yeah. Banks? No, I don't oh, think... Oh, yeah, Dr. Banks. Is it? Okay. Uh, uh, amazing. I think so. Uh, TV around. Uh, have you seen anything on TV? He asked, knowingly that you have seen something on TV. I did. Let's see. What did we see this week? I guess let's start with the new law of law and order, organized crime edition. I guess we'll call it season one, sure. episode one of N NBC. Did you see this? I have. Yeah, I have a question for you. Do you like Law and Order? No, I mean I've seen plenty of it just because it's like always on in the middle of the day or whatever. Uh, special Victim Unit is okay. I can see some episodes and like, but if I see too much, I think it's a little too neorealistic and sad to be very entertaining. I think it's very predictable and repetitive like every episode yeah. feels like the same episode like you could watch a thousand episodes and they'd all feel the same yeah. every yeah. line feels like it's delivered the same way mm -hmm. every story kind of ends the same way mm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean nothing really ever hugely different i was a little confused going it's into this because it clearly is going yeah. off of the end of another season of law and order so if you didn't watch right. that season, then this isn't going to make any sense. So for me, yeah. I was hoping they would have done a little more flashback at, to, like, what happened to this guy. Because right. sounds like his wife died or something. But I didn't, I don't know anything about that because I didn't see that part of 
Law and Order or whatever. Right. So I guess you have to just be a hugely diehard Law and Order fan to really like the show. So for me, I didn't really yeah. like it. Uh, what did I give right. it? I gave it a four, I guess. I mean, it's it's just a stupid cop drama. What'd you think? I give it three and a half. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen the new season of Law and Order Special Victim Unit. Uh, I know the guy from it. Uh, he is an okay actor. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's very, very generic police show. <laughs> this one, they're trying to make it like he's... He's kind of the uh, the cop out for revenge. Oh, I, I it's it's too hard for me to be a, just a regular cop, so I have to go against the system. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, right. That's such a yeah. played out character as well. So the whole thing is just kind of generic and played out. I saw Elliot from Earth um, because you had seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an animated show about the young boy that uh, finds himself living in a very, very, very big spaceship. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I enjoyed it actually a little more than you. I, I thought it was really, really, really fun. Maybe there is a 10-year-old boy inside me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it reminded me a little of like, Dexter's Laboratory, uh, funny enough. Um, I'm a very big lab, uh, Dexter Celebratory fanboy. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, very good animation, cool. Uh, I think this is even more fun for the kids. You gave it a seven, I gave it a seven and a half. Oh, I gave it a six, I think. Oh, okay, six and a half. I gave it a half point more than you. Whatever I gave it, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, let's see, what else did I see? Did you see Bird Girl on Adult Swim from? I did okay. see Bird Girl on Adult Swim. Did you watch Birdman, Harvey Birdman back in the day? I did. In like the 90s? Um, yes. This is nothing like Very that good. show. It is absolutely nothing like that show, which was like an interview I... type goofy show. Right. I... I was going into this thinking this would be the sequel to Birdman. Right, and she would be doing kind of an interview thing with celebrities and yeah, with goofy sketches oh. in between and, like, having a, a wacky sidekick, but this felt more like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, The Tick, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It had a more very like The Tick animated show feeling to it, to me. I still yeah. t thought it was funny. I there were jo jokes that made me laugh. Uh, the chair where her dad, after he dies, there's like an imprint <laughs> left, and it includes his pipe, which just doesn't even make any sense why the chair would have an imprint of a pipe. But that's what makes it funny, I guess. Uh, I thought th the voice acting was good. The jokes were funny. The animation, you know, it's actually I think Elliot from Earth probably has better animation than this show. But yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but that's fine, I guess. The jokes are pretty funny. I gave it a... What did I... Uh, I gave it a 6.5. Oh, I gave it a 5.5. Okay, well, what do you think of, like, the storyline and stuff? Yeah, no, I, it, I... I felt it was a little too Americanized, maybe, for me. Uh, was some, uh, references that I didn't really get, uh... I have to say that I wasn't uh, completely engaged with the story. 
uh, I was thinking maybe it was going to be like we talked about the sequel to Birdman. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I thought the animation was maybe the, one of the coolest things about it. it. It reminded me of a 90s show in that way. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, there's, I mean, it, there's a few different Adult Swim shows that the animation kind of looks similar to, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. got, it, it's similar to a, a bunch of different uh, shows that I've seen, so that I wouldn't say is anything super special to me, but I thought the comedy was good. Uh, what else did you see, I guess? Uh, I saw Pooch Perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I saw yes. this as well with, again, um, Lisa Van- Vanderpump. She, she is all over the place right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a Vanderpump rules market, it was very hard for me to watch this show because I lost absolutely all respect for the lady that I had. Uh, yeah, this is on ABC. Um I think Dan would love this uh, show, uh, but that's because he loves Rebel Wilson. Uh, is it funny for people that has not seen Peach Perfect that it's called Pooch Perfect? I I I didn't make the connection until Rebel Wilson actually like mentioned it during the actual episode. They actually mentioned like okay. kind of like okay, I never yeah. I didn't. I guess, I mean, I just mm-hmm. assumed that it was a dog grooming show, and that it had yeah. Rebels. I didn't really make the connection until afterwards, so, like, okay. sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I've seen two episodes of this. Uh, I'm definitely out. This is the most atrocious thing I have seen in a long, long, long time. It's very exploitive of these dogs. I love dogs. I think dogs are... Uh, one of the cutest animals on earth. Why the fuck are you trying to let the dog look like a fish or a tiger or a leopard or whatever? But yeah, no, the worst with the first episode is definitely uh, the fish swimming. Uh, spoilers for a shit show. But uh, uh, all the grooming thing going on here is very exploitive of the dogs. I don't really understand the humor in this. Uh, it's supposed to be funny with Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson is a good host for a very awful show. Uh, well, I, I didn't think she was great. I'm, she's fine. It's The problem is the jokes they give her to, to deliver are super cheesy, yeah. super dumb... Very, uh, just written by, like, somebody who's a thousand years old, probably, and they're like, oh, it's so funny to make jokes about little dogs. Uh, it's definitely, it's a, it's this dog grooming show where they groom, they have a whole bunch of dog groomers, and it's just your standard reality show where you, uh, they judge them at the end, and one person gets kicked off. I don't, there's a problem with the show that's, like, uh, the three judges are judging the dogs, but they're also judging, like, the person who's doing the haircutting, right? So, mm-hmm. the, there's, like, an artist, but then there's, like, an assistant or whatever? Is that what yeah, it seemed I, like to you? Because there's, really like there's, like, a either. team of two, and then the one yeah. person brings the dog out at the end when they do, like, what it's, like, a fashion show, like, dog. Yeah. Right. Which is horrible because the whole audience behind them is all dressed up in 
crappy dog costumes, and they're all like, that was the worst, maybe the worst part of the show besides uh, Lisa Vanderpump's jokes. Uh, but they come down, and then the assistant is still in the back, like, watching over the judging, right? And so it, yeah. it felt really weird that the whole time in the competition, it's these two people working together, and they point out how, like, teamwork is really important, and then at the end, the guy has to stay in the back and doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Is this a team competition or not? <laughs> yeah, no. I gave it a two. Uh, you were nice. I gave it a one and a half. Terrible. Uh... Yeah? What did you say? Well, it wasn't the worst thing uh, I saw this week, because I watched Wipeout with John Cena. <laughs> uh, this yeah, is no. definitely... I mean, almost... I think this is worse than uh, Pooch Perfect. What do you think? Uh, yeah. But that is because we know something about this. Maybe we should... Tell I don't even think that's... I don't think that has... Any, I think this would... Even if somebody... Oh, ha- it helps. It helps, but even if somebody hadn't have been killed in the making of the show, okay. uh, I still think this show would have been worse uh, than Pooch Perfect, mostly because of the horrible green screen uh, they have going on with John Cena and this other lady, I don't remember her name. Um, they clearly... So, the beginning competition, there's like two opening qualifiers to get to the very final, right? Mm. And you can tell the way they film this is... They did these two opening bits for everybody uh, without the two announcers there. They were not there at all, whatsoever. So then they did the announcing, uh, you know, post when the actual competition happened. And then on another completely other day, they did the final and they did all the finals in one night. Right. And that's when the hosts were actually there. So it's very weird when they go from green screen three quarters of the way through the show, all of a sudden... John Cena is just standing there, and it's like, wait, what? He what? He hasn't been there this whole time, and then right at the end, he's there. Uh, the yeah. jokes are terrible. Not only are their jokes terrible, uh, they're making jokes in a way where it's like, uh, it's wipeout. So people are getting hurt. People are smacking their head. They're like, oh my gosh, look, he bashed his head in or whatever. And it's like, you yeah. can't make those jokes. You can't make those jokes because it just reminds yeah. us that somebody was killed. <laughs> I think they even say, oh, that fall would kill him or something like that. They say things like that. Which is, hor- that's just horrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's atrocious. Uh, this is getting a fat, good, old-fashioned Norwegian zero. Uh, yeah, I gave it a zero also. Uh, and it isn't just because it's incredibly awkward to no, but watch because you know, like, <laughs> but that definitely is a, definitely a factor. It helps. Right. <laughs> but John Zena's horrible. His host is horrible. Most of the contestants, yeah. when they actually get to talk, it's clear yeah. they told them, oh, here's your character. Play up this character, like the yoga girls yeah. or whatever. That whole thing of like trying to make it something, trying to make these people more interesting than they actually are, it just did not mm-hmm. work. So the whole thing is just, mm. from start to finish, is like the, one of the worst shows of the year. Uh, and it honestly, considering that somebody was killed, they should have never put the show out. Uh, and yeah. actually, they probably should have just never put the show out uh, with even without that. <laughs> Sadly, it will not be on my list of the worst shows of the year for that single reason that it is season eight or whatever. 
No, this is called season one of, of Wipeout. I don't know why. Is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because when I totally not did not download it uh, on the internet site, it said season eight or something. Yeah, this is uh, number of seasons one. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't count in my book. Uh, anyway, uh, what is the last thing we saw? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Oh, I, I've seen two more things, so I don't know what, what the last thing you saw was. Oh. Oh, uh, I saw Made for Love. Okay. I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, this is this is really good. Um, HBO uh, Max. Uh, it follows this girl, Iso, uh, uh, that has been in this awful, awful, awful merge to this incredibly unstable tech billionaire that has no resemblance hint hint to a certain hint hint uh, someone hint hint that is totally not hint hint uh, the one uh, Tesla guy hint hint um, and uh, he has uh, put a revolutionary monitor device in her brain uh, the made for love uh, little monetary device, and it allows her uh, him to track her, watch her, know her thoughts, feelings, yeah, as she tries to stay alive and away from him. Something that is kind of hard if you have a tracking device in your head. Okay. I will give this three first episode a nine. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, really, really yeah, very good. Concept sounds interesting, I guess. Mm. Uh, I saw, uh, where was this? ABC? It's an ABC sitcom, I believe. Uh, no, CBS. CBS sitcom, United States of Al, which when I read it, the first time I read the title of this, it looked like... Oh, the AI? Yes. I thought it was AI as well. Right? <laughs> so, because it says Al, but it's Al like A and then lowercase l, right. which looks like a capital I, so I thought it was United yeah. States of AI, so I start watching it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a, kind of a cool show about, like, uh, AI taking over the country or something, right? Right, right. No, <laughs> it's about a guy named Al. <laughs> it's about a guy, in, it's about a combat, um, a marine, a marine who is in combat with this guy, uh, who is his interpreter in Afghanistan, right? So his in interpreter from Afghanistan uh, moves to America to to start a new life, uh, and he comes to uh, settle to get settled with his friend who was a marine back then, uh, and it's uh, it's kind of the story about this guy Al uh, trying to fix his friend's life when. Uh, because after the war, he's got like, he's not uh, he's not happy with his life. His wife has left him. He's drinking a lot, that kind of thing. Um, and so Al comes back from Afghanistan, and he's there to. It it seems like in the show that he's going to help him kind of figure out his life. It's a comedy. It's just a stupid American sitcom. It's nothing great, nothing terrible. Right in the middle, giving it a five. Cool. So, sorry, I had to drink something. Um, and the last thing I saw, which I'm surprised you didn't see yet, 
uh, Chad on TBS. Oh, yeah. Which we watched the uh, trailer for, like, weeks and weeks ago. That's right. With uh, Nassim Padrab. Yeah. Right. It's, it's about a 14-year-old boy played by a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, this show um, has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. From, but it has a 20% audience score. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is a two out of ten uh, on IMDb. It is a two out of ten on IMDb, but a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So something is definitely wow. up with the scoring there. Mm-hmm. I went into this going, okay, this is an awful show because I watched the trailer. This is going to be terrible. So going yeah. into it, I was kind of like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right? It's mm-hmm. the, it gave me a couple chuckles, but there's something so awkward about this 35, 40-year-old woman uh, playing a 14-year-old boy? I don't know what it is that's weird and awkward and just makes me feel strange. Uh, it's definitely like a cringe kind of comedy. It's going for cringe. Um, so that, in a way, makes it less uh, terrible, you know what I mean? Because it's trying to be cringy. Um Whereas if it was trying to be just a normal comedy and it was cringe, it would be a little different. Right, it says she's 39. I'm just looking it up to make sure. She's 39 years old playing a 14-year-old boy. Uh, See, I found a little thing from her. She said, people passionately tried to talk me out of doing this. I'd be lying to you if if I didn't say it feels like nothing short of a miracle that I'm here uh, doing this today. Uh, with the first season under my belt. So we, people talk, tried to talk her out of doing the show, uh, which I'm not surprised by. Yeah. I, I really don't know if I want to see this, to be honest. I mean, I gave it a... What did I give this? I gave it a 2.5, so it's actually better than Pooch Perfect and Wipeout. Uh, Pooch Perfect only oh, yeah. by a half a point, much better than Wipeout, but... I'm not going to watch more than two episodes because it just feels weird and awkward. Um, but I'd say maybe it's worth checking out just because of how bad it is. Okay. I mean, the concept itself is so weird and cringy, but I guess you just have to watch it. Cool. Uh, don't mind me. Uh, I'm making glue and glitter because that makes a perfect podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> what was the last thing we saw together? Uh, Tell Me Your Secrets, episode 7, getting way mm-hmm. deep into this show. Uh, now you see me, faced with uh, news of Teresa's murder. Emma begins to fear what she may be capable of having done. A local woman with second sight. Oh, right, uh, the um, fortune teller. Second yeah, sight triggered... I was like, what are they talking about? Uh, a local woman <laughs> with second sight triggers chilling memories that point to Emma's involvement in Teresa's death and leads to a disturbing discovery of further damage to girls at the group home. John draws closer to the unsuspecting Emma, and May clears her life of everything except revenge. Yeah, because holy shit, this uh, is going the right way, because she is going cray-cray. I think everybody in the show is, right? From uh, the main character who... Uh, Emma, I guess, to right. Mary, to John, everybody is going crazy in this show. 
I have absolutely no clue how this will end, and I fucking love it. Ah, uh, I definitely f- have a feeling that um, Emma's gonna kill John probably, and then Mary kill each other. Mary is gonna okay. try to kill her because of her daughter. Sure. She'll find out yeah. that that's who killed her daughter. But then maybe Emma will end up killing Mary. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I have no clue. I oh, you know who will probably kill Mary is the little girl that Emma broke her nose on the mirror. Oh yes. She'll probably end yes. up killing. This is like the most because there's so many ways the show could go that that's a sort of totally yep. random guess. Totally. Yeah. I know. I, I love this episode. Uh, I will give it an eight though. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's about right. Uh, it's really getting to the end, so uh, I, I didn't really especially like the ending, but it also was cool, but it also was confusing, but it was good confusing. So. It was very confusing. Like, this ending yeah. was definitely... Ma- the ending, they, they made it to confuse you on purpose. Um, yes. And I, But I do feel like this show is probably going to wrap up, and like, like we're not going to get a second season, I don't feel like so. Do you send me some more glitter, please? <laughs> some more glitter? That, okay, yeah, here you yeah, go. Yeah, because that makes perfect podcasting. Of course. Because that's what podcasting means. It means that you're doing something people can't watch. Yeah, it's definitely oddly satisfying videos is podcasting, yes. Yep. It, I, I love yes. the Mr. Gear podcast channel. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Glue. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just if people, Mr. Gear doesn't even talk, so that would be the best podcast. He would just be like the sound of a thousand degree knife going through soap over and over again. Oh, <laughs> me sometimes. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, Jane Charles talking about friend me in H3H3. Jesus Christ, he hates this uh, James Charles. Like, I, I can totally understand it, like, for first he steals his, uh, or his company's, uh, I should say. Well, uh, his wife's company, technically. Yeah. Uh, their, their design for, like, their clothing line, right? Yeah. Um, and then totally basically admitted yeah. it to him. Yeah. Uh, which I guess that's kind of where the beef started, um, but it this, started I think that. this whole thing, as far as, like... Uh, James Charles has admitted to sending sexually explicit messages to 16-year-olds. Uh, this is in the BBC. It started with Tati, Tati Westbrook when he was right. accused of uh, but then t- tricking... Trick- Do you remember that? Sorry? Supporting him? Yeah, sorry. But then Tati went back and supported him and said... Yeah, but oh, the, this is where, where the accusation started against him of sure. sexual impropriety was him uh, trying to trick or manipulate straight men into having sex with him, I guess? Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of people going, hey, there's something going on with this guy. Uh, yes. And now multiple people have come out against him. Like, many uh, people have... Uh, come out saying he mostly snapchat stuff right sending sending nudes to people who he says he didn't know or then went back on and said maybe i did know uh sending them uh nudes which is obviously terrible uh and this guy is really famous again so this is there's like a power dynamic as well so it's just all bad 
I'm going to say this, uh, with the famous words of Alundi. Can we copy strike? Can we show? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of, like, barely, but yes. Can we copy strike? PewDiePie? Uh, but yeah, uh, talking about bad people that have absolutely no career other than, or shouldn't have any career, I guess. The rapper Body Babe. I don't know if you people know her origins in the Dr. Phil show, but yeah, she's from the Dr. Phil show. The girl that talked back to Dr. Phil. She got a million dollars for making it a record for some strange reason, and now she uh, breaks the only one's record by earning one million in six hours. Yay! Right, this uh, puts her over the top of uh, Bella Thorne. Right, Bella Thorne, uh, who was the last person who that was. A, it's a huge controversy when she did hers, uh, but that was mostly because in. She she said to people, "I'm doing this to uh, to study for a movie role," and that's why people got really mad. <laughs> uh, Bad baby, did people are definitely not as mad about this? But I think it's because she this is kind of her career. You know what I mean? Like this is her career path, uh, and I, you know if that's what she wants to do, yeah, I'm happy own. for her. Sure, sure, like make your money. I guess you know what I mean, but. Uh, it is a little weird that she's like straight up. I'm gonna turn 18 and the next day make a OnlyFans. I get that's a little strange, but um, she made a million dollars, so you can't really, you know what I mean? I I would show my dick for a million dollars in six hours. I show my dick for six straight hours on live stream for a million dollars. <laughs> I would have absolutely no problem with that. Because you would need a magnifying glass to see it. <laughs> You've got the, the iPhone with, like, the big extending, like, <laughs> lens on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, forget it. I'm not finished. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. It's just stupid. Hey, look. I made it a little game for you for your the Eurovision review this week. I picked two of the songs I hate the most in this year's Eurovision. And the song I think is okay. Okay. okay? And you have to guess uh, which uh, song I thought was okay and which one I hated. Uh, let's start with Portugal, I guess. Okay. Uh, the Black Mamba. Love is on my side. Yeah, this is a good song, I thought. Um... Why was Joey Ryan uh, playing drums for this guy, though? I was just wondering. I mean, it's fine that Joey Ryan is playing drums uh, for this guy, but... Did you notice? Like, I was like, why is that guy... Like Joey Ryan. He does. He looks so exactly the same. It's very... It's like... I, I didn't even think about it before you said it just now, and, and when you say it, it's it, it just like, aha. Uh -huh. I saw it, and I was like, doppelganger. Holy crap, they like look it's so similar. <laughs> I really like the song. I thought the guy's voice was really good, and then he does he jams out to the guitar like three quarters of the mm. way through, which no other song in Eurovision has that. So that makes this song very unique. Uh, would you agree with that? I guess I can't answer that yet. But uh, 
what do you what do you give this? <laughs> you can't add, this this game is not making the review very fun if you can't even talk about the songs. <laughs> I, 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 will, I, I, I will give you a clue. I really don't like this song. <laughs> okay. No, I really don't like this. I think this is boring. I think this is very very trite, and I I really don't like this song. I I just don't feel Portuguese at all. This just feels very very like. Uh, it feels like a standard jazz song without any, like, flair or anything. It's just a guy that stands there with a stupid hat on his head. I hate this song. This is one of my least favorite songs this year. I bet this song does really well. <laughs> Not according to the betting odds. Eh, sure, but I bet, it, I bet it does better than you think. Uh, sure. Because the this guy is a good singer, and he has a very unique voice. It's I don't know how to describe it. He's got a very... Uh, raspy. There you go. Yeah, kind of blues singer style. Yeah. Raspy, uh, which is, again, very unique. Uh, the blues guitar playing is very cool. I, this, the, the way they did the black and white is interesting, but I kind of think they should have just gone black and white all the way through the whole yeah, song. Yeah, true, yeah. But they yeah, do kind of right. change it from black and white to color, like at a crescendo in, in the song. Yeah. So that's kind of cool stage design or whatever you want to call it for Eurovision. So I give this uh this is get a 6.5. Ooh, I give this a 2. Uh, then we go to North Macedonia with Vaso with Here I Stand, the ballad of Orb, all fucking ballads. Right, yeah, last week you had made a big deal about how that male vocalist last week was like the most amazing thing and I, then this male vocalist kind of to me took that guy and just dynamited him out of the water <laughs> really and this guy was so much better of a male vocalist than than that uh this song i, I see... love it when you and me have not talked about this before and i hate this with a passion this guy is definitely going to do well. I mean, this song has all the characteristics of a Eurovision song that people are going to vote for. Uh, it's got the high high notes uh, multiple times in it. It's got the very loud, um, long, drawn-out notes. Uh, it's it's The song is very... Uh, what's a good word for it? It's very Eurovision, it's but it's... Oh. it's uh, that, that kind of Eurovision where you put somebody on a spotlight and they sit there... And people just go, wow, that's amazing because he's a good singer. Um, I think it's so boring. And I think his voice is amazing, but it, it sounds like a song that it was left off a very, very B-tier musical. I, I, thought it was, a, I thought it was more like something from uh, some type of Oscar Beatty love movie. Yes! Yes, Oscar Bailey love movie with a little Chris Love Disney in it. Sure, yeah, like this. This could have yeah. gone. Uh, this got. This could have well, gone into like some type of movie where it was like uh, right, right when the the two characters are coming back together and they've been separate and for a while. Other, yeah. Right, they run and yeah. meet each other on the beach and they kiss each other. That would have been this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I gave this a two as well. What did you give it? Uh, I'll give this a... I'll give this one a seven. Seven. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
well, it's not going to shock you that then Sweden, I thought, was totally okay. It's Tusa with voices. What did you think about this? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. I thought so the stage design could have used a little uh, more presence, because yeah. it's like all, all that yeah. you see is kind of this very weird background that Maybe. isn't very visually yeah. appealing. It, it uh, feels... It's a little too dark. Well, the background kind of visuals, and there's like these walls they have up behind her, but the things they vi yeah. are visualizing on there look like 1998 Winamp uh, visualizer <laughs> effects. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like something from 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dancers are also a little old school. It feels like something from like the 1980s rap group. You know what I mean? Like TLC would have had these dancers yeah. behind them in like the mid-90s. Uh, or Ace of Base, maybe, is a good example of something that would have had mm -hmm. these kind of dancers. So, the song is really good. Uh, the, for oh, the song, I would probably go as high as, like, a 7. But the the performance itself kind of feels dated to me. Uh, you so, know what? This, this is uh, where you and me agree for once. Uh, I, think the, I think the song is so much better than... Uh, what they are giving us on video, because aesthetically, I don't feel like this is at, is at all on the level of the very very amazing voice and and song. It's just like like you said, it's a little too dark, it's a little too eighties, it's a little too nineties, and then it's like uh, like you said, a little too like Destiny Child uh, back in the uh, early nineties. And I think it's so sad because you can hear that it has this like very good Swedish production that they mm -hmm. have in every Eurovision song. When it doesn't like uh, feel like they are modernizing anything around it, when I feel the song itself is very modernized. Uh, yeah, um, I still think it'll do pretty well, uh, oh, just because it was, she it is real, she is a very good singer. Good. Uh, and probably people will like the dancing better than we do, but it just, it feels dated yeah. to me, so I'm going to give this whole thing a six. I give it a six as well. Okay. Okay, uh, let's talk a little about uh, Eurovision, because uh, I came uh, over a little thing in, in Netherlands, because that's where Eurovision will be this year, in Rotterdam. Eurovision Song Contest uh, will be a field alb, uh, event experiment that can allow half planned number of spectators, the organizers of the international uh, song, uh, festival confirmed. Uh, the Dutch cabinet wants to use the event to as another test of how events and entertainment sectors can open safely in a coronavirus pandemic. So... Uh, the six rehearsals, two semi-finals, and the se uh, final will be allowed a uh, maximum of 3,500 spectators. That's still uh, a lot of spectators, if you ask me. It says they all will have to test negative for coronavirus before sure. being allowed. In uh, It says other event experiments attendees also had to test a few days after the event. Uh, and this is also the so they're also going to test everybody after the event a yeah. few days after just just to make sure. I remember 
halfway through last year, Germany did the thing where they uh, did a concert to kind of do the same idea right. of doing a field yeah. lab experiment to, to track... Uh, track how people move around stadiums and see if there's a way to mitigate right. any kind of uh, problems, yeah. So this is very smart, and I do, do think it's a perfect uh, opportunity to, to do something positive other than uh, the song contest itself. It says no uh, no f uh, fans from other countries are, are likely to be allowed, so mm, not looking good for Flowrider, I, th I guess, then, either. Well, I said last week that we would have a little surprise for you. We definitely did, because hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, Ian. How's it going? Uh, you know, just living the dream one nightmare at a time. <laughs> <laughs> definitely at uh, times like this. Yeah, you were on an episode before. Uh, tell me the episode number again, Luke. Episode 129. This was in... 2018, um, uh, March 28th of 2018, it looks like. Yeah. Wow. And a lot so a of while things ago. Have, yeah, and a lot of things have changed since that. Um, you were then a very uh, ended uh, supporter of Trump. Are you still? Yeah, on majority of things, yes. Mm hmm. Oh, I have my I I do have my issues like I've had with any politician because they're politicians. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember Ian at the time he was kind of uh, you were a libertarian. Have you are you still a libertarian? Oh yes. Okay. I'm all about personal freedoms. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I remember you saying like I I didn't necessarily want to vote for Trump, but the libertarian candidate wasn't to my liking at in 2016, and that's why that's you right. ended up voting that way. Um, yep. And I remember at the time when we were talking about. Uh, Trump, uh, we were talking about fake news. I don't know how we got into it. I think I mentioned it or something, and I was like, who started this fake news thing? You remember that? Oh, yeah. And we, <laughs> neither of us could figure it out because we were kind of like, it was all, in 2018, it was still very jumbled as to where it started and what happened with it. But I found the video of where it started. <laughs> so I thought it would be interesting for us to go back and actually watch it because we were kind of confused in 2018, but now four years later, uh, it's much easier to figure out, you know what I mean? So, let's check this out, I guess. Alright. Yeah. Give me a countdown. We're going from. to play a video. Yeah, we're going to play a video in three, two, one, play. Let me just mention briefly one thread in particular. So this is Hillary Clinton. All Americans, Democrats, Republicans, and independents alike, especially those who serve in our Congress. The epidemic of malicious fake news and fake false news. This is the first time it was said. Flooded social media over the past year. It's now clear that so called fake news can have real world consequences. This isn't about politics or partisanship. Lives are at risk. Lives of ordinary people just trying to go about their days to do their jobs, contribute to their communities. It's a danger that must be addressed and address quickly. Bipartisan legislation is making its way through Congress to boost the government's response to foreign propaganda, and Silicon Valley is starting to grapple with the challenge and threat of fake news. It's imperative that leaders in both the private sector and the public sector step up to protect our democracy and innocent lives. Okay, so that's where yeah. it started. Um, a lot of people 
want to say that this 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 is, has to do with Facebook, right? Um, but another thing that uh, a lot of people are referencing to, because the very end there she says innocent lives, is that she's actually referring to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks, not mm-hmm. uh, Facebook. What do you think about that? I. I, I definitely agree with that because uh, they were trying to discredit anything that Julian Assange was doing, even though he was a publisher of great information of things that our governments were doing to harm everybody. Mm. Do you think uh, uh, there has been a rise in fake news since 2018? I, I don't think there's been a rise in fake news. Um I think now it's probably more exposed, and the 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 sad thing is, is there's a lot of there's a lot of people that live and die by it now. That's mm. probably the rise that's gone up. Is there are people out there that have no idea what's real and what's not, but they'll live and die by something. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I guess the point of this clip that I was making, kind of, is that like the whole fake news thing that we've gone through that everybody seems to have talked about. Um, coming from Trump and from the Republicans, uh, it was all a reaction to the Democrats talking about fake news, meaning WikiLeaks is what they were saying was fake news is what it seems Mm. like to me. And Silicon Valley, she also pointed out. Um, But that was in December of 2016, the clip we just watched. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Trump, um, you know, famous, uh, the most notable when he said fake news to the press, that was the next Mm. year. (laughs) <laughs> that was in right. th- 2017. So he said it after she did, meaning she started it, Trump's reaction to it, he used it as um, a way to buffer himself from their own fake news claims, I guess. It, mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of smart, uh, but at the same time, now that when we look back at it, everybody still thinks Trump started fake news when it's totally not true. It's very strange to live in this society right now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of the tactic that Trump used was if you think about um, uh, some of the tactics like uh, when you, if you're being bullied, um, that you use whatever they're using to make fun of you. Uh, you just basically take that and use it back against them and accept it and run with it like it's a term of endearment and then it loses its power. Uh, mm. I kind of think that was the strategy that Trump was using behind that. Um, however, I think with the that actual term fake news, I agree, you know, it started – you know, especially within the last, you know, five, six years. But, uh, I mean, you go back even farther before that when everyone was calling uh, mainstream media, it was just n- being known as lamestream media. Sure. Um, because they were tra- – um, and then, you know, their attacks of uh, – their counter counter to that was calling everything that wasn't theirs conspiracy theory. I think a lot of times when they refer to fake news, what they're referring to more than not is news that is being – uh, put across politically that could be either positive or negative for a political candidate. That's like, in my mind, the definition of fake news, like um, some type of YouTube drama that ends up being fake. That I don't really, in my mind, that the term fake news doesn't equate to that. It more is in a political sphere, right? At least in at mm-hmm. the way it's being defined now. Uh, Absolutely. And it, I mean, it's so ambiguous now that you don't even know who how the person's using the term, depending who you're talking to. And I also find it right. kind of, like this clip from Hillary Clinton. She's talking about the si- Silicon Valley and how there's a problem with Facebook and fake news. And now what happens? We're f- five years after that. And all these platforms are being censored now. Yeah. 
and they're even censoring things that um, even if they're showing something that actually shows, you know, on the counterpiece that, hey, we're actually seeing this happen now. It's not what originally was said, but they're just canceling it. Um, you know, a, a big one, a big one lately has been uh, some of the uh, vaccines with COVID, uh, how uh, especially in Europe, how they some of the countries were making certain vaccines completely illegal because of the damage they were doing that they didn't want certain ones. They wanted they preferred one over another, um, especially the I think the big one right now is the AstraZeneca. Right. Yeah. We talked about it on the show. It's, yeah. it, it's a very like the percentage of problem is like super low. But yeah. Right. But even if you just mention that it has that, you know, some people have a problem with it, it's automatically just boop, disappears into a black hole sure. on social media. Yeah. And, you know, that that is a I think, honestly, that is a problem. Well, you can't we even do. say covid on YouTube without yeah. getting your video demonetized. Right. Uh, well, you, well, or banned like myself. I'm in Facebook jail again for the uh, third time uh, this year already for 30 days. Yeah, right. And I have liberal friends. I have a liberal friend who just recently got in Facebook mm-hmm. jail for saying the, just the word bitch. Because, oh, it, that's that's you know what? That's hilarious. I had one, too, that I play on. I play uh, <clears throat> Xbox Live with. He actually used that word and he's a liberal and he just mentioned the word not didn't call the person that name. Just use that word and boom. Yeah, but she did it in the comments, I guess. So in the comments, maybe if he did it there, it's because it's yeah. like referring to the thing above it. And uh, so I think then Facebook considers it like referring to the other thing. And the, yeah, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> what about Trump? Fro, do you have any questions about Trump, I think we need to go back to that. Sure. Why do you think Trump lost the election? A uh, combination of things. One, the uh, quote-unquote pandemic that was out there that really stifled the economy. Mm. Big time. I mean, that was. I mean, it was moving along in a pretty good direction for about two and a half years. And then this comes out and just instantly kills it within a month kills any any more growth and then you start to see that massive decline over from uh, around April down through end of June beginning mid July um, you have that piece then you have the piece where all of a sudden states start violating their own their own constitutions their state constitutions when it comes to creating election laws where they're just bypassing and not actually passing election reform the right way if they wanted to change things they're using they were using covid as an extreme measure to change how voting rules worked in their states okay which which can open the door for a lot of fraud on any side sure there's no proof of any of that but that that's your your assertion i guess is what you're thinking right well there has been proof out there uh in some areas that have happened i mean georgia just went to another level now where their case is actually being heard finally of a lot of the election fraud they found in Fulton County. I guess it's we'll all... have to see where that. I mean, there's been plenty of uh, probes mm-hmm. into the election in Georgia, and none, not, nothing has come back from it yet. So maybe if this one does something, it's really not going to change much. I mean, um, I, I, the other, the whole thing kind of culminated with COVID, right? Uh, the election uh, being the same year and everything. Um, do you think that's going to change the legacy of Donald Trump? Like, I have a feeling we're going to look back at Donald Trump in the history books, and the history books are not going to look kindly, uh, at least as kindly as you would or the people you know who support Donald Trump. I don't think the history books are going to look back as kindly on him. What do you, what do you think about that? I think they will look back kindly on him when it comes to 
the economy base when it comes to uh, being able to put things out there that weren't necessarily maybe the right thing to say or right thing or something to bring brought to public to the public's eye of things that were happening behind the scenes. Um, but there are going to be some downsides that are going to look bad on them. Um, one of the things I've held against Trump that I didn't like, especially this last the the last part of his uh, of his last year, was this whole push um, of Operation Warp Speed. I was I'm not a big fan of throwing vaccines out there. You know, um, I'm a big fan of you know if they want to go th- do the research and have it go through all the trials it should go through to ensure sure. safety for everyone. Right. Um, I'm also a big fan of preferably if you have the ability to do it to take care of yourself naturally to help boost immune systems and proper exposure and things like that to have a strong immunity without having to rely. Yeah. But in a, in a pandemic, that's not really, I mean, you can be as strong as an ox and, uh, uh, that kind of pathogen is not going to, doesn't give a crap if you're, uh, the mountain from game of Thrones, it's going to kill you. (laughs) Right. But then again, we look, we, when we start as we, as this, as we start to get farther and farther through this, through COVID, you know, we're, fi- we're starting to find a lot of things that of the pe- especially of the deaths, the death rates right now, um, that 80 percent of the people had comorbidities, um, especially being obese, which was, which was a huge one. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, that, which that, obviously, that can be true about any anything, though, like uh, right. there's always other factors. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're finding things out, too, that, you know, it, it's not it, it wasn't as contagious as they thought it was. Remember, before it wasn't contagious. Then it was somehow a super spreader, but we're starting to see that it's really not this massive super spreader that they were claiming it to be. Um, it's just that there was so it was too much of a of a quick reaction to try and get something out there that I, I I'm a little leery about that and Trump pushing that so hard and then still trying to take credit for it, which you know Operation Warp Speed worked to help get a lot of these. What do you think about him there, hiding? I don't. Sorry. I think that will look bad on him, especially if if we start seeing bad reactions coming down in the next few months, uh, where some of these things take. You know, you start to see the results uh, usually six to eight months after these vaccines. Yeah, have been done. but that's a misnomer because before they approved these vaccines, hundreds of thousands of people were being tested on, and all those people got the vaccine, and none of them had side effects. So, not oh no. Um, I suggest watch Bill Gates' interview on CBS. Where uh, 80% of the people, when they got their second vaccine, were having severe side of, uh, severe reactions. Oh, yeah. Reactions, but not like uh, death or anything like that. Like maybe a sore arm or having a fever or something like that. But that's natural for any type of vaccine. I fever actually got, I got the first shot last weekend. So mm-hmm. in a month, I'll let you know if I'm dying. Well, that's all right. My, uh, one of my <laughs> friends had his first shot uh, three weeks ago. He's a principal of an elementary school here in Indiana. Got his first shot. Uh, about four days later, he woke up middle of the night, two thirty in the morning, and his body was his heart was simulating a heart attack. Went to the hospital, got it, went to go get checked out, went to the ER about four thirty five in the morning. Doctors came back to tell him, first we need to tell you don't get. The, they told him not to get the second dose because either a his everything was clear, arteries were good. He came back clean in that aspect, but they're like you're the, either two things are ca- caused this either a stress. Right, cause this on you, or B, they actually said we think it could also be the vaccine that did it because it did put an amount of stress on your body. 
Um, so they it told sounds him, like not- a panic attack to me. Maybe induced by being afraid of the vaccine, but I I I, I could be. Well, wrong. But it happened to him like at three in the morning. He wasn't afraid of the vaccine. Sure, That's I mean, but st- stress and a panic attack could go hand in hand, and that would cause you to have a simulated type heart heart attack situation. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. But you know, there are things out there that we we don't really know, and I'm just not a fan of. Hey, if the vaccine's out there, at least don't make all the pharmaceutical companies immune to anything that could go wrong. Oh, for sure. I agree with that, that 100%. That is <laughs> that just screams danger in my mind. Mm. I mean, they've done it that way already for for majority of vaccines. That's why there's a governmental um, uh, money pit for vaccine injuries that every quarter gets published by the federal government to, that talks about how much they have to pay out during for certain lawsuits if you're able to prove that the vaccine caused it. What did you think about Trump kind of getting the vaccine in secret a little bit like it kind of came out that he had gotten it but he didn't really announce that he had gotten the vaccine wish he wouldn't have gotten it <laughs> well, that, I, I think that's why he hit it is because he knew his supporters would feel the same way you do and so he kind of was I, like i don't really want to tell people because it's going to maybe lose me a little bit of support i don't i don't know um a lot i would say probably 50 60 percent of the supporters that i know of his got the vaccine oh sure but i'm just saying from a political standpoint maybe he saw it as a possible negative and that's why he kind of hid it from the public view i don't know because he pushed for the vaccine so hard i don't know if why he would want to hide it when he's been still trying to talk about the credit it's all optics all political optics you know what i mean oh yeah and it's just especially every time that you you know whenever um the biden administration makes reference to it about how well they're doing you know then all of a sudden about a day or two later Trump will give a speech about how, wait a minute, it was Operation Warp Speed, you know, and it's that kind of stuff. But I was like, just just stop trying to take credit for this vaccine. Just stop. Do you think uh, it's possible we will see Trump in the next election? Uh, it's possible. Um, but I honestly think that the next runners, um, the, the two that I have in my head that could possibly be running and have a good chance of winning the ticket yeah. would be uh, Colonel Flynn. Or General Flynn, I mean. General Flynn will be running. Okay. And, and um, the other one would be San, uh, the Florida governor, Santis. Oh, right. Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Yep. There, there you go. Yep. Flynn I, have you has... Heard, uh, Flynn. Have I you think heard it's going to be General the Flynn. The theory that uh, General Flynn could be um, behind QAnon? No. QAnon's okay. garbage. Always has been. I had it, I tried to tell so many people not to listen to that crap. Did you ever you know, me, get, get into me it Luke at all? I saw a documentary about about QAnon where they more or less said that it was General Flynn that was behind it all. It was one of their theories, I guess, in that yeah, documentary, because right. we saw a couple. But yeah. have you done any research into QAnon, or you just kind of instantly went, okay, that's that's obviously garbage? I instantly went into – now, don't get me wrong. They did talk about some things that really happened, some real-life sure. stuff that's out there. Um, but I honestly think that was a controlled opposition piece to get a lot of people believing into it that when they were, especially the Trump supporters that were hardcore thinking that, you know, Trump's still going to win the election versus standing up and actually going out and doing something to help the election mm-hmm. and speaking out that they felt like, Oh, cause they got this false hope that QAnon's in control. Don't worry. Trump's got this, but all these things are going behind the scenes. Don't worry. Even though a lost election, don't worry. Come, Come January 20th when it's time to, to put him in there, Biden won't be in. 
it'll be a secret done inauguration and it's like come on right well you have to be honest with yourself he wasn't really letting it go i mean i think he 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 tweeted how disappointed he was that uh, his vice president didn't do anything Oh yeah, when, I was uh, yeah. So I was disappointed too, um, especially where Pence's stance was before um, the quote-unquote insurrection happened. Uh, that all of a sudden, magically, minds got changed just that quick, uh, where they were going to vote to actually at least do the investigation into the election fraud, and then now we're then all of a sudden now they weren't because the because the insurrection. And people got played. There were some folks that who got you into that. Was the controlled opposition that? Who do you think caused the controlled opposition of Q? Do you think it was from maybe the Republican Party to try to oust Trump? Or do you? No, do you it think? was from some in the Republican Party, perhaps, but definitely, definitely some uh, folks that were that lean left, um, especially the. Um, I just forgot the kid's name or the guy's name that uh, was with the girl, the woman that got shot in the neck. Um, I can't oh, think the, of his name. In, but in it, the actual riots? Yeah, in the actual riots. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I was talking about, like, QAnon, like, the actual QAnon, like, way before the riots. Do you think the oh. person who started it, because you're saying they were controlled opposition against I think, Trump. I think it was both. I think it was the, the people. I think it was the anti-Trumpers. Didn't It didn't have a party affiliation. Okay. Uh, so, like, uh, the Lincoln Project. Yeah, that you know that I could, I could see part of that in there. But okay. yeah, any it was pretty much the anti-Trumpers. It didn't have a party affiliation of any sort. I can um, see the Lincoln Project spending millions on a bunch of hackers to fuck around with people on on <laughs> 4chan. Yeah, yeah, and then and then get ousted later on as uh, having some uh, <clears throat> some uh, de- sexual deviant problems. It seems to be going around everywhere. But yep. speaking of which, the Me Too movement. Uh, I don't really think we talked about it in 2018. Uh, it's kind of gone gone past uh, the Me Too movement at this point to the point where uh, now these kind of things are just a regular occurrence. I guess. What do you think about the whole movement and even the whole Matt Gates insanity that's happening right now? Well, even before, uh, just before Matt Gates, uh, the thing the thing that gets me with the Me Too movement is lack of consistency. Sure. Um, I mean, you look at Governor Cuomo, instance for it, right? Everyone. Everyone, even including Biden, um, with the whole whether or not the accusations against Biden were true or not. But, you know, a lot of these folks came out saying, believe all women, believe all women, believe all women, believe all women. But then when it's against them, don't right. believe them. That's what, we, what that's what we were saying when Tara Reid came it, out. It's, mm, it's, just, right. it's, it, it's just it's insanity. And now, like with this Matt Gates piece coming out there, um, which I know there have been some re- started some retractions. I don't you know whether. Definitely, an investigation should happen. Sure, uh, but gut feeling wise, with like with Matt Gates, mm-hmm. you know, usually when people get interviewed for anything, when they get asked, so "Who do you think it is?" or you know, or "What do you think's happening?" You know, nine times out of ten, you're going to hear somebody say, "Well, unfortunately, I can't talk about it because there's ongoing investigation." Blah blah blah. Right? That they they can't get into a lot of details. Sure. Whereas Matt Gates, when he was asked that question, <laughs> laid out the name of who it is and exactly what they're trying to do to him. Yeah, there's just a lot of crazy accusations as well. It's like a pretty wild story. So even I, uh, who definitely feel like something's going on, like there's too many accusations against this guy for there not to be something going on here. Uh, But 
the, the accusations are so wild that it's almost yeah. hard to be like there. This definitely yeah. is true because it's so uh, so off the wall, right? Now, now, if I remember correctly, isn't Matt Matt Gates isn't married? He's just engaged, isn't he now? No, I have but no when idea. When all this happened, he was single. If I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. But if I, I think the biggest accusation is that he transported an underage girl across state lines for sexual purpose. So that's like a huge thing, yeah. Right, and uh, from uh, and right as of now, I think there's that that one's really not holding a lot of water right now. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, every, we'll no, see. Yeah, it's still r- really early to call. I think the Cuomo thing, like you said, there's definitely certain people who can be touched by the Me Too movement, yeah. other people who are untouchable. Uh, and I think it goes on both sides. Whether it's, you know, oh, I think it has yeah. more to do with class uh, and how much money and how many friends you have, yep. whether you get in trouble or not. Oh yeah, I agree. And you know, especially with uh, with Gates starting to be, especially starting to become as prominent as he is, um, and with the wealth that his family has down in Florida, especially with his, uh, if I remember correctly, his dad was a prominent politician in Florida as well. So, but uh, that's it's it's definitely a class piece. I would agree with you there, and it just falls all into that whole. Everyone falls for this false left right paradigm that if you're not with us on this side, then you're obviously the other side, versus. No, you know, the, quit playing this left-right two teams thing, and let's start thinking for yourself a little bit. Right. You know, you can you can all agree everywhere. Like uh, that, uh, everyone has common ground somewhere, but unfortunately, it's gotten so polarized that just instantly. I mean, you'll see things on Facebook and Twitter, which is just basically both of those are just a cesspool for 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 just people just wanting to argue uh just wanting to start stuff or just wanting to be right you know they've doubled down so much they that even if they were wrong they just keep doubling down because right. they don't want to be taken as oh crap yep you got me yep you got me they don't wanna, do you don't, think go ahead bro. do you think having people like Gates and uh for example marjorie taylor green in a party does hurt uh, republicans or no. does it help I think um, I think with uh, uh, I just forgot her name. Marjorie, Marjorie, Taylor Green. yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah. MTG. I actually think I think she actually helps um, because it's going to get rid of the establishment people that are in that party. Um, okay. Just like with the Democratic Party for a while, you had a big rise of some folks that were fighting the establishment Democrats, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and Good you luck. really saw that after Bernie got screwed in. Was 20, uh, 2016, and they got screwed again in uh, 2008. You know, it was just mm-hmm. just nothing. And then 2020, you know, there's just not, you know, I know he didn't really, he ran, but he, well, know, he the wasn't whole Iowa the thing that he was before. The whole Iowa thing was definitely a debacle. I mean, I don't, you could oh. say it cheated or whatever, but then when the whole establishment came out mm-hmm. to back Biden and clearly go against Bernie, uh, I, I don't think that's cheating yeah. necessarily, but it's definitely dirty pool. You know, it's what I mean? dirty pool, and you're not listening to your constituents. And then when you have, and then when Biden originally, who was one of the lowest on the vote count, uh, when it come to after the after the de- Democratic debates, um, you know, then all of a sudden he's magically the the number one runner, and then his VP, she bow- Kamala bows out before even the first votes take place. 
Right, exactly. Not only her, everybody. everybody uh, well, yeah. who was the other? That guy from Texas was there. Uh, Buddha Judge was there. They yeah. all came and backed him at the same time. And if you do a little yeah. research, it, it has been found out that it was Obama that went to each of them and said, "Hey, it's time to drop out." Yep. We, Obama said, "We can't have Bernie taking over the parties." It was very. I mean, it's very clear that it was a calculated effort to. To just take out Bernie, uh, yep. especially considering that Joe had no momentum going into mm-hmm. that. I, I I almost wonder where we would be at if COVID hadn't come around, if Joe Biden would have won the primary, what it all no. would have looked like. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, yeah, and it also it also, also baffled me, too, every time when Biden was given the nomination, you know, every speech he would do, it just, I don't know, you know, it just seemed like a, like a, high school class president could have had more people show up and given a more profound and knew what was going on. It was just, it just, it was just just baffling. When you look at the contrast of like, you know, you had the, yeah, you had the Trump crowds and they were huge, you know, but you know, there were just some weird staging things going on with Biden. It's just like, this is not who the people wanted on that side at all. This was the establishment just saying, Hey, this is the guy we're going to run and you're going to like it. Almost kind of like what happened to, um, back in, uh, 2000 with Bush. Sure. You know, Bush was just mm. thrown to us. I didn't like Gore either. I think Bush I Jr. Bush. was the same way. In 2016, yeah. Bush Jr. was like, oh. here, we're going to just throw this guy out there, and this guy is definitely going to be our guy, right? Yeah. Oh, I think, man. and that was just... I think Kamala Harris was the guy, was supposed to be the the person, right? And then that she clearly tanked partway through the primaries in 2020. Mm-hmm. So then they moved on to, what, uh, Beto... He didn't work out. They moved on mm-hmm. to Judge. He didn't work out. They moved on to Elizabeth Warren. She really didn't work out. She really uh, didn't work out. I'm right. Kidding. And so then they were finally like, fuck, we have to go with B- the old Biden, the gaff master. Oh, crap. But uh, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, man, there's uh, it's 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 just baffling. Speaking I of feel bad. I feel bad. I don't know how his family. I mean, I don't know how his wife can let him go through this stuff because it's. It's it, it, I, I honestly think he's got early stages or maybe it's even farther along of dementia. It's I mean, it's hard it's, to diagnose something like that, but he's just an old yeah. guy. Oh, he's an old guy, you know, so he's old an old guys, guy. Yeah. It doesn't look good. He 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 I don't think anyone's really taking him seriously um, that they know there's the whoever they're talking to. I mean, you got Kamala Harris already doing all of the foreign aid talks or the foreign talks with foreign leaders. Um, which they announced that a few weeks ago that she's handling all those now, um, and then you have that press conference, if you want to call it that, that was put on. Right. Where he's reading. Where he's reading from note cards and calling on journalists in order off his lists. Where like it's the well, I think one thing prepared. is they they just know he's somebody who makes mistakes all the time, so they don't want yeah. to put him out there to make these mistakes. And I understand that, I guess, from a PR standpoint i mean he's gonna get canceled i I think that's one thing we should talk about cancel culture uh which i think has gotten a weird uh, out of control i don't even i i think the term is out of control i think people are using it for things that aren't necessarily what it is right i don't think uh i don't think jeffrey epstein or weinstein got canceled i think they were horrible oh, no. people who did something illegal like yes yeah uh, they didn't get canceled who's somebody that got canceled fro that's like an actual good example of somebody getting canceled disney plus uh disney um 
the Mandalorian, uh, Gina. Uh, yeah, Gina. Gina yeah, Carano. Sure, but yeah, she Gina she kind of said something in her, on her Twitter that was pretty offensive. But yes, all it was was her saying something well, offensive. Sure. Well, well, but here's the thing: is she didn't. She didn't do anything would, illegal. She didn't break didn't any laws. I, would, I don't right. even know if I would go offensive in that aspect because she didn't say that. Well, offensive, that offensive is you know it's uh, but, per person. It, it, what's offensive to one person could be not offensive to another. Right. So when it comes to what's offensive to one, may not be offensive to another. But when you look what Gina wrote and what she put in there, uh, and to get fired over that compared to what her co-star Peter Pascal made. And he, nothing was touched to him back in 2018 where, I mean, he had a picture, a comparison picture of Germany 1944 to America 2018 and showed the kids in cages as if they were the Jewish folks in the concentration camps. So when was this Gina Carano? Was that this year that the Gina Carano thing or was it last year? I, I'm having no, a hard time. This year. It was, it was this, this year. year. January, January. So the February. only difference January. is that. This guy did it when Trump was in office, and she did it mm-hmm. when Biden was in office. Is what you're mm-hmm. suggesting? I, I mean that. Well, there's the, yeah, to a to a degree, but also um, with what she said, it, what, what's weird when you compare the two is Pedro's put in exactly that. Boom! These what's happening to these kids in cages in 2018, which we already knew. We found out that wasn't the case with kids in cages, especially like this that he that picture that was posted. Um, she didn't compare and say that, hey, what's happening now is exactly like Nazi Germany. She was just pointing the fact out that we're starting to get people starting to rat each other out, get neighbor to tell on neighbor. And that was similar to what happened in Nazi Germany where, hey, if someone's doing something that even though the country deemed it to be wrong, even though it obviously was not wrong morally at all for being a Jew, um, that they were just getting neighbors to tell on neighbors. Mm. And to compare the two was is that to me was just insane that if they were to let her go because of that, that Pedro should have been gone too. Right, but I think there, I, I guess there is somewhat of a double standard when it comes to like, uh, there's like a honeymoon period for presidents where it's like this president can do nothing wrong, and I think Biden is definitely still in that honeymoon period, and so people see it as an attack on him from her where this would have been an attack on Trump, which people definitely found more acceptable to attack Trump uh, than, say, attack other presidents in the past. So I guess I understand where you're coming from as far as being seeing this as definitely uh, having having a conflict of interest or being kind of like, why why do it to one person and not do it to another, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and it's what what really what really got brought it to attention. You know, Disney didn't even think anything of it until the hashtag fire uh, Gina Carano came out. You know, when that started trending, um, that's when Disney. You know, oh, well, our fans are in the, and what, what okay. It is, so it's, maybe it's just really the public opinion is doing it, but they're not being they're 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 not seeing the hypocrisy. Is that's where the cancel culture is coming from? It's not from the politicians, etc. It's 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 the folks that are out there using these social platforms just trying to get rid of people. Uh, that they that they well, I see like journalists doing it too. I, I see articles being written, being like, "Hey, we got to get rid of this or whatever else." Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did it to um, uh, for host uh, uh, short comedian. Um, I don't want can't I cannot believe I forgot his name. African American uh, short comedian sorry? Kevin Hart. No, oh, okay. Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars a few years ago. And oh then people, right, I remember that. People dug into his tweets from ten years ago found some things that they de- determined to be homophobic slurs 
and canceled him and told the you know basically told the Oscars and everyone else that you need to get rid of him now let him host etc and then Kevin Hart came out and apologized for that tweet you know and but they they went people went digging back ten years ago but yet here's Pedro it's only been not even two years yet but those folks weren't digging that up to say hey get rid of this guy. I think so, that's just hey, maybe yeah. nobody did see this, yeah. right? And so maybe that maybe the thing you're saying, maybe this was dug up by people like you in the same way they were digging up tweets for people like Kevin Hart. <laughs> right? So in a way, this tweet of you giving this to us is almost hypocritical on your part. Not to not in a bad way, I'm just pointing it out to you so you know. Oh, I don't think it's hypocritical on my part because neither one of them should be fired for anything. I'm just saying looking up old tweets and then getting mad about them, right? So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but it's not really being hypocritical. I'm not getting – I'm not mad. At, I'm just mad that if you're going to treat one person one way, you've got to be fair on both sides. And, sure. But neither one should be – this shouldn't happen to anybody when it comes to this aspect. Now, if they were doing something illegal, absolutely. If they were doing something that promoted violence against someone, that you know, which is still technically a crime. Absolutely. Get it. 100%. No problem. No so, problem. Are you ready for some uh, fast rounds of uh, rapid-fire questions? I hope so. Uh, I just want yes or no, okay? Okay. Uh, did Epstein kill himself? No. Uh, is there a flat? No. Did you ever look up uh, Polybius from last time we talked oh wow i you know i don't remember okay <laughs> can you remind me again what that was about uh cia video game go look it up maybe you'll check okay. it out this time i, I uh, definitely will especially if it ties back into uh mk ultra it does oh perfect it does yeah. there we go oh definitely there we go uh black lives matter movement yay or nay in between in between. And the most important question of all that I'm going to ask. Release the Snyder Cup, yes or no? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, they do, need, they, do, they, they do have to redo Steppenwolf again, though. They, uh, yes, the, second, yeah. the second version was awful. Um, first version <laughs> was awful. This one somehow got worse. He, looked, he reminded me of um, uh, in Thor. Um, yeah. I forgot the robot that's protecting the protector. You have heard um, about this, Luke, the new, the new release of the of yes, that movie? Right, but I don't care because uh, I don't, I don't, I'm somebody who doesn't care about superhero movies to begin with. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, want, they want to redo the movie again. Of course they do. Decided. Of course they do. Yes. Oh, of course they do. Who, who wants new ideas? Just keep rebooting it. Right. Why not just make another <laughs> Spider-Man 1, for Christ's sake? We need another Spider-Man first Spider-Man edition, right? Yeah, I mean, we've only had three other people play them already. I mean... Makes sense. Do <laughs> you have anything nope. you want to promote before we let you go? Oh, you know, just uh, still out and about outside of my Facebook band. Um I uh, I do have a BitChute channel since I was banned. I think I had just gotten banned from YouTube the last time I talked to you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually starting to get monetized, and then YouTube killed me, gave me three strikes instantly, which was awesome. And they didn't <laughs> tell me why. They didn't. They never tell anybody why, right? Yeah. yeah that's right. And I've, I still have all the corresponding emails, and they wouldn't tell me. Um, so I don't even know what I did wrong. 
Um, but uh, but no, I'm, I'm running a BitChute channel. It's also called the Red Pill channel. Uh, it's kind of more of an archive for a lot of videos that I've had in the past in case my hard drive decides to disappear on me. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> BitChute, so I've got BitChute definitely seems to be uh, becoming kind of the uh, conservative YouTube in a way. People are definitely moving over there, I've seen. The people yeah, who get kicked off yeah. there seem to move over to BitChute. <laughs> But uh, I'm seeing. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of stuff out there, which is which is kind of cool to see. That uh, I mean, they, everything just like just like YouTube. But uh, the nice thing is, I guess I'd say it's nice and it's bad. But then again, that's the dangers of freedom. Is you do get some some idiots on there. Well, are you afraid that trolls. are you afraid that the media is going to find out that BitChute is kind of like the you know, how Parler became basically the right wing Twitter, and they're going to try to get it kicked off the internet they'll, they'll try they i'm sure they're already trying right yeah you're right BitChute's hosting everybody uh but then again oh, yeah. with BitChute, they're prepped ahead of time they have they're on their own servers so the only way they'll be able to do it is if they start banning urls uh, which is in the top to do be on yeah i know it's leather jacket man's favorite channel to be on so they're already that's I mean, why i've never been there they're already trying to do they're already trying to ban urls now that's the next thing to come so yeah, they're getting rid of, or they, they, they're. Did you see this this week, Fro? That they're gonna, um, they, they're testing getting rid of YouTube dislikes. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in the Jeremy round. But thank you, <laughs> thank you again, Ian, for being on. It was good to catch up with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm personally glad you haven't changed your ways, even though I think a lot of people would have liked to hear it. <laughs> but that's, but that's the thing, though, is uh, like I said before, even though I was supportive of of that candidate doesn't mean I agree with everything. Right. Um, oh. And, you know, I just, it's just, uh, people need to, st- people need to stick to what they believe in, but not get caught in an echo chamber somewhere. Exactly. Do some critical thinking. Always fun to catch up with old people. Yeah. Let's do some plugs. Email address, another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen, all one word at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, Twitter at Podcast ADC, check us out there. Facebook, another digital citizen on Facebook. Those are the plugs. Movie news. We're not on Parlor. No, we're not. not I, is Parlor back up? It probably is, huh? Are we not on BitChute either? No, we're not on BitChute either. Mm. Uh, yeah, movie news. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Bombs into the pandemic nest. Waka waka. Uh, Forty-eight point five million opening. That is some money. Right. Uh, oh, since opening on Wednesday, so that's not like the normal three-day weekend. It's like, it's like a five sure. five days. So, uh, but that I mean, Ray and the Last Dragon did what nine million. So this is definitely yeah, a jump from that. Um, yeah. which definitely concerned a lot of people in the movie industry. Uh, what does this say for people actually starting to go back to the theaters, I guess? Well, I'm not super worried. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see if this... Uh, it seems like slowly people are, are kind of going back, but maybe this is this number is bigger just because more theaters are also open. That could be as well. Like I, I said, it depends how, how many theaters is opened. I mean, I, for me, it sounds uh, pretty low. Uh, 
if you compare it to other films in that kind of genre, I, I think it's pretty low. Well, I mean, for right now, it's not low. <laughs> no, for right now, it's very high. Right. But uh, does this in, uh, take in in case of uh, inflation on ticket ticket uh, prices? Does it like I I don't really know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you seen some movies? I did. Uh, let's see. I saw something from December. Uh, I think this is up for best director. Another round. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. Right, where is this from? I I, I want to say Denmark. De- uh, yeah, I wanted to say Dutch, but yes, Denmark. Uh, yeah, very good. The same country. Very well shot. <laughs> it, kind of indie looking uh, from the cinematography style. Uh, a mm. lot of handheld stuff, and then goes into some, you know, just solid base stuff. But not a whole lot of, like really expensive looking tracking shots or like boom shots or anything like that. Even though it's very it's a very nice looking film. It's about a group of friends who want to test this theory that uh, if you dr- if you stay constantly what point oh five percent drunk, that you'll be like the happiest person for the rest of your life, and you'll be better at like just re- regular everyday tasks. I think is the idea, mm-hmm. and they want to test this theory. So they make these rules that like okay, we're gonna go, we're only gonna drink at work. Which is like the funny. It's funny to begin with, right? This is supposed to be a comedy, but I wouldn't say it's very comedic. Would you? It it has funny elements of it, right? But I would never say, "Oh, this is a comedy movie." I I I would describe it's it more, more as drama. It's yeah, more drama than comedy. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's really so black comedy. One of the other yeah. rules is like they can't drink after eight. So they have to stop, but then they end up like, these rules end up getting shifted around and changing as they all get really drunk, obviously. Um, but it's a very interesting concept, and the ending I thought was very cool, uh, which Love I'm not... Ending. Yeah, the ending is very cool, so I gave this an 8. Well, uh, I, I think I gave it a 9 or a 10. I really, really loved it. Uh, I saw a movie that you recommended me. I saw Concrete Cowboy. Oh yeah, I saw that this week. Yeah. On Netflix. Based on a true story. Right, did you see the end where they actually interview... Like, some of the people that are actually in the movie were people who were actually in... Who were, who were the true story, I guess, right? Right, right. Uh, what did you think about the Idris Elba in this? I mean, I thought it was fine. The, the biggest problem I had yeah. were the people who weren't actors. Because, I mean, they right. they were the people who actually were there. But especially the one girl, she <laughs> needed a little more training before they actually put her in a movie, okay? Uh, yes. She didn't... Like, the, actually, the guy the wheelchair, the guy in the wheelchair, he actually was very, very good um, mm-hmm. as, as an actor. Uh, Idris Elba was fine to me. I don't know. What do you think about him? No, I like him. I, I I like him in this kind of movie. It's like he's normally a very like tough guy in an action movie. Sure. And it was very very nice to see him like a little more laid back, I guess. He was still kind of the tough guy in this. He's still like a ma- sure. the macho cowboy guy who's like the horse race scene where him and the guy are racing horses and the kids like, oh man, mm-hmm. look at how badass this dude is. Um, 
I mean, the story itself is about uh, cowboys in urban Philadelphia who have a, yeah. a ranch in the middle of the city, and the city does not like that they have a ranch there. They want it shut down. Um, and so it's a battle between the two groups. Uh, and then it's also a story about a young boy who is he's having a hard life, and... Uh, he's getting into dealing drugs with his friend, right? And things start mm-hmm. to go bad. Uh, so he and he gets sent to this ranch to tr- to try. He gets sent to the ranch. Is it was this Doctor Phil? Yes, Doctor <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Uh, this is a real story about the Doctor Phil farm, right? Yeah. We talked about Bad Baby as well earlier, yeah. uh, and she's like super upset with the. With Doctor Phil about the the farm, I, I don't know if you've heard any of that story, but oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, yes, it this movie itself, I gave like a five. I think it's pretty middle of the road. Very, it's very in the middle of the road. It felt very Netflix movie. There you go. It's very Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I. It's produced by Lee Davis. I love Lee Davis. That's a very good producer. But yeah, no, I give it a five. It's totally okay. Yeah, it's pretty... Like, the storytelling in it is nothing special. Uh, yeah. Let's see, the last thing I saw was White Tiger. I think this is also on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, yes. Indian movie. This is up for... What, Best Picture? No, this is up for Best Director as well. Best Director, yes. Yeah. And I think this should probably have been up for Best Picture instead of Promising Young Woman. Personally, I don't know how you feel about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I know you like Promising Young Wo- Woman really a lot. I like Promising right. Young Woman. You're asking the wrong guy. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, but this movie was also very, very good. I feel like yeah, this was yeah. better than that, uh, cinematography, acting-wise. Uh, so, to me, I, if it was up to me, I would have put this over that in Best Picture. But I thought this was very good. The story is very cool. Um, I like the way it, it well, let's not ruin that, but the ending's very cool because it makes you go like, oh, he's this one person, but there's all these other people, right? Um, right. So I gave this an 8.5. Uh, I saw Bad Trip. That is not the same guy movie as I thought it was definitely last week because I thought it was another movie. Oh yeah, I forgot but, uh, about that already. Right. Yes. <laughs> Remember when I thought it was a totally different movie? <laughs> good guys yeah, or something? Uh, I don't remember what movie you thought it was. But good yeah. guys, yes. Good guys, yes. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a secret camera kind of uh, movie. Uh, I think. I think I didn't think it would be this funny. You know, I really, really, really laughed. You're not a big fan of Eric Andre to begin with, you should mention. So, like... I really don't like him. Right. But the way this is done is so unique. Like, have you ever seen a movie where they use the pranks as the scene of the movie? Uh, It reminded me a little of Bad Grandpa. Really? Okay. Yeah. In the way uh, they also use uh, the pranks in that, sh- in that uh, to like uh, take the storyline. Oh, really? Okay, maybe I'm think maybe I'm not remembering that. Did I? Maybe I never saw Bad Grandpa. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, with the Jack Eyes guy. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, 
really, really. Oh no, I was thinking of Bad Santa. That's okay. Yeah. Ah, see, we're not on that one. <laughs> I'm not on that one. Right. I was picturing the. Sometimes. I was picturing the elf and, and in my head and everything, and I was like, that can't be right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it reminds me a lot of Bad Grandpa. Uh, but uh, I think this is better, to be honest. Uh, I really, really liked the ending. Uh, it was very, very fun to see how people reacted in different shots, especially like in the car car scene where he gets naked and things like that. I will not spoil more than that. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give this a seven. Because I, I can't, like I said, I can't remember the last time I laughed this much of a movie. And I'm not a big Andre, Eric Andre fan in the beginning, so right. I'm really, really surprised. This was a little different than any of the other kind of stuff he's done, so maybe you just don't like the, you know, the, that kind of stuff he does. But this kind, this stuff, you, you like this, yeah. Yeah, and I really, do you know what? I went through the whole movie, and I didn't recognize Tiffany Haddish. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, because she looks so different she in does, this movie. Yeah, they do like make her look all tough and like badass in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Alright, let's watch a trailer uh, for a movie that I really want to see, even though it looks cheesy and probably is terrible. Uh, the Unholy. Listen, I have a story for you. Something the examiner will love. A healing, possibly divine. Walking Dead? A girl performing miracles. Just uh, a visitation from the Virgin The religious version? That kind of looked like Walking Dead. Right? Like the yellow tint to it or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Give me the exclusive. And also he's in Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Later in, in the seasons, right? Yeah. I did not see those seasons he was in. I just know he's in Walking Dead. I think that was the season I I stopped watching halfway through. I think it was yeah. the, the season that he showed up in. The Tagans. Um, right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Seeing is believing. And why do you think Mary chose you? I opened myself up You know when I can't. Bear it even with Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it, it's bad. Uh, I mean, I feel like whenever the last season happens or whatever, or has the last season happened, I don't even know. No clue. You think we would have heard about it if it was going to? Prove them all false. You'll go back and binge it. No, everybody will be like, oh, I've totally watched the whole thing, and nobody's watched, like, the last four seasons. All right. <laughs> What's there good in the beginning? Doubt her. Doubt weakens faith. This looks so fucking cheesy. But it looks kind of cool, though. Oh, I definitely want to see it, but I love horror, so there's also that. Yeah, but this is also, like, about a cult, which I like cult movies, too. Mm-hmm. So now, like, makes it extra cool. Believe in her. Yeah, I was asked what my favorite genre of movie was, and I was like, horror movies and documentaries. <laughs> to Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God. 
But the special effects looks awful. Yeah. It looks like cheesy horror fun, though. Like, it doesn't look like sure. a... To me, it doesn't look like a horribly bad B-horror movie. It just looks like a cheesy, okay, regular horror movie. But, uh, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Terror strikes when a disgraced journalist investigates a girl who has the inexplicable power to heal the sick. Uh, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, so in the middle there. 29% though on Rotten Tomatoes, 36% on Metacritic. So not great scores for this movie. Uh, <laughs> to say it mildly. Yeah, uh... It says here, The Walking Dead Season 11 will wrap up the series, by the way. Okay, okay. Uh, 11? Jesus Christ. Uh, the air, the final airing seasons in 2021 and 2022. So there you go. Okay. That is at least six seasons too much. <laughs> right, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, I went uh, to the Google machine, uh, as we call it. That's what we call it, right? Of course. Google machine. That's what they love to call it. Yes. Uh, Jake Pura gave it one star and said, Terrible movie! Subpar uh, acting, generic plot, and overdone attempt at special effects. This movie was supposed to be filmed in Massachusetts, but it has references that pointed towards the southwest. We do not have abandoned two-story models, uh, motels with flickering signs there. Uh, was not scary or entering at all. And I must put this movie below a sci-fi channel grade. Ooh, that's wow. saying something. Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> I actually think I fell asleep during it. But I also found someone that really, really liked it that says, Roses are red, violets are blue. You should see the movie of Sweet Boogaloo. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I went to the Facebook, but there was no Facebook, so I went to IMDb. Uh, 10 out of 10, uh, very underrated scary movie, an excellent horror movie. Rated PG-13 for scary images, so entertaining, great direction, and perfect plot. This movie is expected to be number one soon in international box office. Uh, but this person says, do anything else with your time or your money. This movie is so bad, it's unintentionally hilarious because of it. My friend and I were just baffled at how garbage this movie could get. Horrid CGI, unforgivable gapping plot holes, horrendously cor corny dialogue, and one of the most inept stories ever. It's so terrible <laughs> that it should uh, that it should be a parody. It only gets an extra star for Jeffrey Dean Morgan's acting. He does so well that it exposes how terrible the others around him are. He delivers passion wow. even with the most cringeworthy lines. Uh, he deserves better than this. Uh... Yeah, so they didn't like it, obviously. But I found it 5 out of 10 as well. Uh, Bentley says, I watched it, I thought to myself, fair enough, shrugged my shoulders, and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Summer Rainy produced, so who the fuck knows. Uh, also coming out this week, uh, a movie that I did not talk about last week, definitely not, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, Kong and his uh, pro uh, prosecutor. Pros protectors. Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. 
protectors uh, undertake a perilous journey to find his true home. Along for the ride is Gia, an orphan girl who has a unique and powerful bond with the mighty beast. However, they find soon themselves in the path of enraged Godzilla as he cuts forth with this destruction across the globes. The intentional confrontation between the two titans intrigues by uncertain forces. The only, only, it is only the beginning of a mystery that lies deep within the core of the planet. It has 6.6 out of 10 on the IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritics, and 94% of Google users like this movie. Uh, the Boonies, campers find themselves in a fight for survival against a clan of cannibals in the Appalachian woods. Uh, let's see, does this have any ratings? Uh, no ratings on IMDb. No ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Nobody's seen this the film, girl believes. Oh, okay, cool. The girl who believes in miracles! Where are you from? <laughs> the sex day. Uh, when a young Sarah is a preacher, say fate can move mountains, she starts praying. Suddenly, people in her town are mysterious, sealed, but fame soon takes its toll. I really want to see this movie. <laughs> 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and 95% of on Rotten Tomatoes? Really? 94% of Google users like this movie, with Kevin Sorbo, look! We all love a good Kevin Sorbo movie, don't we? I, he's still acting? I guess, sure. I, wow, okay. I haven't heard his name in a while. I, okay, I'm looking at Blood Brothers. This is not a new movie. Okay, so every breath you take... Uh... Every movie you make? Yeah, the psychiatrist uh, something. Uh, a psychiatrist's oh. life gets turned upside down when a patient takes her own life and he introduces her brother to his own family. Okay. Uh, okay. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 10 on IMDb, 32% on Metacritic. Uh, starring, starring Michelle Monaghan, Casey Affleck, Zac oh. Efron. So yeah, it's Ooh. got some people in it, but it's got 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's some bad movies coming out this week, boy. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert, I want to see the Unholy. Uh, yeah, I think that one looks the best. I, I, I think because I haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong, I'll pick that one. That's the one right. I, I want to see most. Hey, go to audibletrial.slash... No. No. Go to audibletrial.com slash another digital system. There we go. Get a 30-day trial and a free Audible uh, book. If I could speak, I would probably do it better. Uh, hey, next week we will uh, go through all the news that we will have. We will tell uh, you about our secrets, episode 8, getting to the finish line there, Luke. And then we will have another digital review of Voyager. Is that Voyagers? Is that Star Trek? It sounds like it. I actually have no idea, but I'm assuming it's something to do with space, right? If it's not Star yeah. Trek, it's some other kind of space sci-fi movie. Star Trek Voyager, one of the best TV shows ever. Yeah. If yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I sure. Uh, speaking of really good TV shows, you know what I saw a commercial for last night? 
No. Miracle Workers, the new season. Oh, yay. And it's uh, good. I, I've heard where they're going to be, yeah. The Oregon Trail, which I thought was very cool. Yes. Yeah. It looks, I mean, the trailer looks pretty good. I thought it looked interesting. Cool. I found a new uh, ch uh, channel. Do you like board games? Like, watch other people play board games? What kind of board games? Like, Monopoly? Well, Secret Hitler and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, watch those things, but... I do. Uh, I found no rolls barred. <laughs> See what they there, did there? They're originally a, a wrestling channel that has uh, now done more like things like this because of the corona. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's extremely funny and extremely British. Oh, British. Okay. It's on YouTube. Hmm? It is on YouTube. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I was watching, what, uh, Good Mythical Morning on YouTube? And okay. They mentioned, I think it might have been, like, one of their extra things. Uh, they were supposed to be the whole, they were being, uh, looked at to be the f hosts of that show Floor is Lava for Netflix. <laughs> and they were... I'm going to guess they were very happy that they didn't do it. Yeah, that's what they, they were kind of like, yeah, we're pretty glad we didn't get that gig. <laughs> that would have been a weird combination. I don't think it really would have worked with them as hosts either. So, I mean, the show yeah. itself didn't work at all, but can you imagine them as hosts? It would have been just even stranger. No. I would be so freaking weird. Uh, yeah, like I said, friendlies have to stop calling themselves a podcast because if you have to watch it to to watch it, <laughs> like to have any enjoyment of it, it's not a podcast. Like it's literally a video. It has nothing to do with a podcast at all. Yeah, I, that's my question. Is like, do they consider frenemies, a, or do they just consider the H three? Oh yeah, I've said it. Yeah, okay. to our podcasts. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just feel like that's kind of Trisha's wheelhouse is food things sure. and, and kind of that kind of... So they it makes her feel more comfortable doing that kind of stuff instead of just always sure. doing what Ethan wants to do is my guess, but I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah, no, it, it's not a podcast. Uh, YouTube dislike button. We should talk about that. Oh, yeah. They're testing and talking about getting rid of the dislike button from YouTube. Uh, and mm -hmm. people are kind of... There's different... I've seen different ideas of this. Is that, like, it's really not going to do anything because the dislike button didn't do anything except for, like, kind of note engagement <laughs> before. Like, it didn't really hurt... Uh, people didn't, like, stop watching the video because it was disliked. Uh, it, it just showed, like, engagement. Like, oh, I watched it, but I didn't like it. Um, uh -huh. but then other people are saying, but now we can't see, like, when a, when a video gets ratioed, we can't tell because there's no dislike button, right? We can't tell, right. there's only likes, uh, I don't know, what do you think about it? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? No, I think it's stupid. Put it back. Alright, it's it not back. gone yet, but, uh, they, they're testing it, I guess, is what I, what yeah, I'm hearing. don't take it away. People are not, uh... Very soft eggshells. Stop 
doing stupid shit like this. Is what I think. Okay, I'm. Uh, yeah. I def- There's definitely a. I I think the idea behind it definitely probably stems from YouTube Rewind, but sure. Um, NRK, the Norwegian broadcasting system, had a very long interview with uh, uh, John Bolton. You know, the guy with the mustache. Uh, oh yeah, mustache man. Sure, yeah. Mustache man. He says that. Uh, hey. Norway, stop! Uh, don't uh, trade anything with China because they are very, very dangerous. They are very dangerous. Don't do it. That's right. I saw that. Um, I well, he discouraged it. I don't think he like. It, it's not like he has the ability because he's not even the current. Um, he 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 doesn't actually why, have any why, power why did they talk in the government. Like I really don't understand why. Right, because he's not, he doesn't actually have any power in the government. I guess there's but, just like a weird interview, is my guess. Um, yeah, it, but it seems it seemed like oh, I know who we're going to get to hold off. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah, I, it. I, I mean, I guess maybe they're just talking to him because he's the former whatever he was. Uh, sure, which I guess makes sense. Uh, yeah, I remember that Moxie Showerhead uh, website we went to from? I do remember that, yeah. Well, I saw a commercial for it the other night, and I was like, I actually had the video muted, so I've seen it, but I haven't, haven't listened to this yet. So this will be the first time me actually seeing the whole commercial as well. Uh, I wanted okay. to save it for the show, so give me a countdown, Fro, and hopefully this is yeah. funny, otherwise it's just going to be boring. Well, it. It's uh, never boring with the two of us there. That's true. Uh, three, two, one, go. Pew, pew, pew. So a lady taking a shower here. Oh, she... Ah! Oh, uh, There's a guy... A guy singing into his shower head. Did that woman just knock her speaker into the toilet? Is that what just happened? Yeah. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of Wow. Remix your routine. Showerhead plus the scooter. Wow. Okay. That looks awful. I I mean, it's like we said last time. It's one of those things where like it looks like the most ridiculous product ever, and I also want it. <laughs> it's dumb, and I want it. <laughs> it's dumb, therefore I want it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah, I think that's it for today. Uh, on the behalf of uh, the whole uh, Another Digital Citizen, I will say goodbye and see you next week. Bye! Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.